And we are live. Welcome on in, ladies and gentlemen. Bienvenidos, senoras y senores. This is episode four of the NAI Ball Podcast, and what a pleasure it is to be here with you. I'm your host, Robbie Gutierrez, and joining me as always via Skype, the man, the myth, the legend behind NAI Ball. Cody, man, how's everything going out there today? Life is good, Robbie. Got to see some baseball and just ready to talk some more baseball. Absolutely. It's been a great three episodes that we've had so far. Episode four coming up, a packed week as well. But before we get rolling with this next week, let's take a look at last week in review. We'll kick things off. William Carey, Campbellsville, Weber International, all met down in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Cody, how did that go? Uh, went well for Weber International. They got two wins over Campbellsville. Weber kind of stumbled their toe earlier in the season. It was good for them to get back on track. Then moving on here to Oklahoma Wesleyan at Sterling. Oklahoma Wesleyan took the series two games to one. Game one, seven to three for Oklahoma Wesleyan. Game two, ten to six for Sterling. And game number three, thirteen to eight to Oklahoma Wesleyan. It was big for Sterling to get a win there. Kind of a team like Weber International needed to bounce back, pick up a win over a top five team in the country. Clark and Madonna met last weekend with Madonna taking all four games in a sweep. Madonna won game one, five to three, eight to two in game two, seven to two in game three, five to three in game four. Impressive for Madonna to sweep them. They are undefeated still at 13 and 0. Big time start for Madonna. Moving into our next series in review, Kansas Wesleyan at McPherson. McPherson wins the series two games to one, 14-4 McPherson, and then games two and three much closer, 8-6 Kansas Wesleyan and 13-12 McPherson. And the Bulldogs are rolling right now. McPherson is on a hot streak. And we move into our last weekend's big series of the week. We'll start things out. Number 18, Uno at number two, Faulkner. Big time sweep for Faulkner. They won the games 14-4, 8-6, 8-5, and seven to one, Faulkner begins the year twelve and zero. Uno falls to nine and seven, but six and zero in Wolverine Hoosier Athletic Conference play. For myself, Cody, two players to watch: uh, Tyler Thornton from Faulkner. He starts the year with a .82 ERA, one and zero on the season with one save, eleven innings pitched, nineteen strikeouts, and a one sixty two opponent batting average. As well as Austin Paschke. 417 batting average to start the year, three home runs and 15 RBIs. Reed Long hit two home runs in a game over the weekend. He's a really good player to look out for. TJ Riles has had a good season. Faulkner's rolling right now. They're still undefeated. Now, the first game that I picked as my big series of the week was number eight, Hope International, at the Masters. And the Masters swept that one. 5 4 7 6 4 3 TMC now 12 and 4 on the season, 7 and 2 in GSAC play. Hope International falls to 9 and 9, 3 and 6 in GSAC play. Pitcher Scott Savage, 7 innings pitch, 10 strikeouts in game number 1. And then a guy that you talked about earlier in the year to watch, Preston White, 417 so far this season, 15 RBIs. He's second on the team. 
Preston White's one of the better players in the NAIA. He's really helping a Masters team that's really rolling right now. Masters is starting to get it together. Now, you had Indiana Tech and Tennessee Wesleyan. How did that go? Tennessee Wesleyan pounded them the first two games. 27 hits, 19 runs in their first two wins. Won them 10-6, to 9-3. to But Indiana Tech, man, they needed to. They started off at 0-5 start in the spring. Were able to pick up the 3-2 to win. Brandon Hillier went 6.1 innings, 5 hits, 10 strikeouts in the victory for the Warriors. And then I had number 9, Bellevue, at number 16, Tabor. And in that one, Bellevue won the series 2-1. to Bellevue now 3-3 three and three on the season. Tabor falls to 5-6. and six. The scores went like this. 8-3 to three to Tabor in game number 1. 5-1 to one, Bellevue in game number 2. And 11-10 Bellevue in game number 3. Travis Tanaka for Bellevue. A 4.29 average. One home run. 5 RBIs. This is a Bellevue team that's going to get better. They're only 3-3. Three and three. They had a stumble against OCU to start the year as well as Texas College. They also picked up a big win against OCU earlier in the season. For Tabor... Abdel Alicia Diaz, I hope I'm getting that right, a 439 average for him, two home runs, eight RBIs. He's the leader for them. In game number three in the loss, he went two for five with six RBIs in that game. Yeah, my next big series, I had Lewis Clark State and Antelope Valley. That was a true split. Lewis Clark won the first game 18-4, to pounded out 23 hits. They won the next game 5-1, to a closer affair. And then the next day, Antelope Valley came out and won both of theirs. They even pounded out Lewis Clark in the game, 18-9. to So that was a good split for Antelope Valley to come back, take the series. It was actually a 2-2. Two to -two. You know, they used it to go into this weekend. Yeah, big time for Antelope Valley to come back and take the final two games of that series against the number one team in the nation in the NAI coaches poll. Now a new segment that we are introducing this week, it's our surprises of the week, and we will get things kicked off with Flomo. Florida Memorial does it again, 6-0 and in Sun Conference play, back-to-back -back weekend sweeps, and now on an eight-game winning streak. Yeah, Christian Rivera is leading that team, a dominant starting pitcher. you got a number one in the NAIA. You're going to compete a lot of weekends, and Flomo's putting some wins together. Our next surprise of the week was St. Xavier. They opened the season with three wins over a red-hot Number 19, Indiana Southeastern squad. That was really impressive. I'll be honest, that was my biggest surprise of the week. Indiana Southeastern was rolling this year. And for St. Xavier to start up their spring and take those, impressive. We move on now. Thomas University came on down to West Palm Beach. They took two of three from Kaiser. They won the series after losing the first game by 18 runs, something we talk about all the time, overcoming adversity in that Series uh, Thomas now seven and eight, I believe, on the season. But the pitcher in that third game, Daniel Williams, was the difference maker. Nine innings pitch, one earned run, six strikeouts. I got to talk to his head coach after the game. He said that it was going to be huge for recruiting. And anytime you can beat the number ten team in the nation, it's big, especially for Thomas, who was coming off of a sweep. They got swept by Flomo. They come back, they take a series from Kaiser, and I was absolutely impressed with Daniel Williams. Had three pitches, mixed them up well, talked to his head coach after the game, and he was impressed with a young man, and that's something that he expects Daniel Williams to be able to come out and do. 
Yeah, he has a sub two ERA on the season. He's pitched well all year. That was impressive. They lost the first game nineteen to one. Came back and won the next game. I think fifteen to one, fifteen to five, something like that. Yeah. I mean, they came back right away, and then they won the next game and they won the series. That was a really big win series for Thomas. Yeah, they got swept in game, or excuse me, they got run ruled in game number one. Then Thomas came back and run ruled Kaiser in game number two, and then took game number three four to one. Our next surprise of the week, Mount Marty of South Dakota goes 3-1 and one in Joplin, and then Robert Morris of Illinois posts three shutouts out there in Joplin, Missouri. Yeah, Robert Morris showing they can pitch a little bit. Three shutout wins, and you're four, you play four games, and you come back with three shutouts. You're going to take that every single weekend. And my favorite time of the week, Indiana Kokomo. They threw a no-hitter in their first-ever win, a 14-0 victory over IU South Bend. Renton Poole, seven innings pitch, six strikeouts. That's a guy you said to keep your eye on. Yeah, Renton Poole impressed some people down at Bryan College earlier in the season. And when I saw that he threw a no-hitter, you know, the scouting report was on. He's supposed to be someone to look out for this year. And our final surprise of the week, Reinhardt sweeps Huntington. A huge sweep for Reinhardt. Huntington won the crossroads last year, made it to the opening round final against Faulkner. For Reinhardt to take all four of those games... Impressive stuff. Newly released today, the perfect game, top 25, came out. A couple teams drop out, Hope International, Missouri Baptist, Weber International, and Taylor. But we'll get things kicked off with the top 25 in five-team intervals here. Number 25 is Antelope Valley. Number 24 is Indiana Tech. Number 23 is Point Park. Number 22, Indiana Southeast. And number 21, Cumberland's. Indiana Southeast, you know, they just dropped three to St. Xavier, but they're probably better than 22 in the country. They're a really good baseball team. They were one game away from the World Series last year, lost to Kaiser University. And Point Park, another team to look out for, they start their season this weekend down in Florida, so I'm excited to check them out. Moving on here to the next set of teams, the number 20 team in the nation is William Jessup. They move in after being not ranked in the first poll. Number 19, Madonna, moves in as well, and so does number 18, Brian. Staying at number 17 is Lewis and Clark State, and number 16, Northwestern Ohio. The one thing there, Lewis and Clark State, I just don't think that there's any way possible they're the number 17 team in the nation. No, they're a lot better than 17 team in the nation. There's not that many teams in the nation that are going to beat Lewis and Clark State in a weekend series. Bryan College, they have a really good number one pitcher in Stephen Chambly. They have a loaded lineup. They play in a park that's helpful to them. They're a team to look out for. They're still undefeated this year. The next set here, number 15, Clark. Number 14, Southeastern, after they were unranked. Number 13, LSU Shreveport. Number 12, The Masters. And number 11, Concordia, out of Michigan. The Southeastern, you know, they won 50 games last year. Not really sure why they weren't ranked. But they have the talent this year to be a top-five team in the country this year, and they're proving it. Another team to look out for, The Masters. A slow start for them. Somehow, though, it always seems... A slow start, and then the next thing you know, you blink. They're in the World Series, so definitely a team to keep your eye on as we head into, finally, the top 10 of the perfect game, top 25. Number 10, Tennessee Wesleyan. Number 9, USAO. Holding at number 8 was Oklahoma Wesleyan, and then holding at 7, William Carey, and at number 6, Texas Wesleyan. William Carey, you know, they rode that little Cinderella story to the World Series last year. They've played a really tough schedule this year. They've held a couple of three-team invites, and they've done really well. They're 8-2, and two, and they're a team to look out for. The top five now at number five, Bellevue. 
At number four, Georgia Gwinnett. At number three, St. Thomas. At number two, OCU. And staying at number one for the second perfect game top 25 poll, Faulkner, the team on the top. On top, I definitely expect Lewis and Clark uh, to be in the top five the next go around as well. Yeah, I'm really I'm okay with the top four. You know, you could put them in any different order. I think there's a couple of other teams obviously that can make a case for that argument too, but. This is just for fun. You know, if you're not ranked where you want to be, it doesn't matter. It's February 20th. Who cares? Yeah, that's a great point there. I know uh, one of the things we said was if your team, you know, if you had an opinion on it, go ahead and let us know. Uh, one thing I want to mention, at Fastball Freak said, it's amazing to me that at Columbia Cougars isn't and hasn't been on the list yet. Columbia 8-2. and two. Yeah, they have Andrew Warner led the country last year, hit 478 in the season. So I'm all for Columbia. I'm all for Andrew Warner. Two teams I think you need to be on the lookout for in maybe the next go-around of the perfect game, top 25. Uh, Wayland Baptist out of Texas is having a great start to the season. And then also Middle Georgia State, they're not ranked in the top 25. That's definitely a team I think is worthy of it. Yeah, Middle Georgia State's a pretty good team. They took two or three from Tennessee Wesleyan. Definitely probably should be ranked. And Wayland Baptist is another team, like you mentioned, they have had a really good start this year. They can hit the baseball, so they're a team to look out for. Absolutely agree there, and it's a tough place to play out in the Panhandle and West Texas at Wayland Baptist. Moving on now to our series from around the nation. The big series this weekend, we'll get it going with number 9, Bellevue at number 24, Central Methodist. Number 14, the Masters at Vanguard. Tabor will take on Bethany. Uno at Point. Huntington at IU Southeast. And then LSU Shreveport at Bryan. Keeping it rolling here, Southwest Christian at 23, Texas Wesleyan. Talladega at Mobile. Columbia at Freed Hardeman. Wayland Baptist will take on Oklahoma Panhandle State. Moving up north, College of Idaho and the University of British Columbia. Thomas, it'll be interesting to see Daniel Williams back out there when he takes on a red-hot Southeastern Fire team. And then last but not least, St. Xavier versus Madonna. Very excited for St. Xavier and Madonna. It's a game that they just kind of scheduled up these last few days. St. Xavier won three last weekend. Madonna's 13-0. It'll be a really good non-conference early season matchup. Absolutely agree there. The other one I think I'm I'm really looking forward to, Southwest Christian, a great start for them. They are taking on the boys from Fort Worth at Texas Wesleyan. Southwestern Christian's been really uh, really surprised this season. They've played really, really well, and they're going up against a really good Texas Wesleyan team. Steven Yancey over at Texas Wesleyan, a starting pitcher, He's been special this season. You know, he's he's really had a great start to the year. Calm demeanor. He's a four-year guy there. He's made a willingness to make adjustments. High maturity level. You're going to see him in the upper 80s to low 90s. He's a dude for them. Quiet, but he's a bulldog. Yeah, he was a part of that team last year. That was at the Hattiesburg bracket and almost went to the World Series. And uh, I expect big things out of Yancey. He's still scoreless this year. Hasn't given up a run. Looking forward to seeing him progress. It will definitely be a good series between Southwest Christian 
and Texas Wesley. And now, as normal, our big series of the week. Cody, man, you get it going with Missouri Baptist at Lyon. Yeah, this is a huge conference matchup. Both of these teams are starting their conference season. Lyon comes into it 6-5, and five, batting 280 with a 4.67 ERA. Some players to look for on Lyon, Logan Reddick, 364, two doubles. Kylan Barnett, 355, four doubles, two homers. They have some of the best pitchers in the nation. Tyler Tognarine, 3.50 ERA. Tyson Campbell, 1.80 ERA. And, you know, they're playing against probably the perennial favorites in that conference, Missouri Baptist, who struggled this year, 4-8. and eight. They need to help from their leadoff hitter, General MacArthur, hitting 394. And they need Robbie Brewster to continue to be an ace, throwing 1.53 ERA in 30 innings. Excuse me, excuse me, 20 innings. Yeah, but, I, you know, with the way he's been pitching, it'll be 30 soon. Hey, that's still very impressive for 20 innings. It'll be even more impressive when he gets to 30 innings. Definitely a series to watch out for. The series that I've got to watch out for this week, number 20, Campbellsville, at number 13, Tennessee Wesleyan. Campbellsville, 16 stolen bases in just eight games. Players to watch for there, Logan Roberts hitting 316. He's got a home run and six RBIs. He leads his team in that category. And then Parker Lutonstock. Lutonstock, excuse me. You know, some of these names around the NAI, we're going to have to have a name competition later in the year. But Parker Lutonsock, eight scoreless, four hits, five walks, nine strikeouts. On the other side, six and five, Tennessee Wesleyan. They've got Adrian Gonzalez hitting 349, four RBIs, 15 hits, and three stolen bases. Dakota Phillips, 10 hits, four home runs, and 11 RBIs. That's a team lead. And then pitcher Jack Granath. Uh, 230 ERA in 15 and two-thirds innings pitch, 18 strikeouts, and just six walks. Yeah, it's going to be a good series. Two really, really good teams. Looking forward to seeing how that one plays out. The next one you've got to keep your eye on, McPherson at number five, Oklahoma Wesleyan. Huge matchup. McPherson is on a roll. They're scoring 9.6 runs per game, hitting 334 as a team. They come into this 12-3 and on the season. They're second in the country in runs, fourth in the country in hits. They have 30 doubles in 15 games. I mean, they're slugging the baseball, and they get to bring that show on the road to Bartlesville, where everyone slugs. So, But I will say Oklahoma Wesleyan, they're pitching really well. And to pitch really well in Bartlesville, you've got to be impressive. 2.97 ERA, Kyle Fimbrez, Ryan Sandifer, they've both been dominant this year. As far as McPherson goes, I've got to say, They've turned it around. In 2015, this was a team that went 8-44. and They're hitting 344 right now as a team. But, Cody, i got to ask you, down in Bartlesville, I'm going to set an over-under on home runs. I'm going to set it for the series at 8. Are you taking the over or the under? I'm taking the under, only because I think Oklahoma Wesleyan is pitching really, really well right now. And I think McPherson can pitch well. I think this is going to be a competitive series. And it's colder still. It's not. We're not quite at May. So I'm going to go under, barely. Not by a lot, though. All right, I'm going to take the over there. So we'll have to check in on that, the over-under, as far as home runs in Bartlesville goes. The next big series of the week that I've got is St. Thomas University at number 10, Kaiser, down in West Palm Beach, Florida. St. Thomas, 11-2, breaking news there. They do lose tonight to Ave Maria. But you said uh, back-to-back games for St. Thomas when we were talking earlier. They played Florida National last night. But this is still a special St. Thomas team 
375 average guy to watch, Sergio Lopez, 525 average on the season. Three home runs, 15 RBIs. Nelson Montpierre, 484 with two home runs and 17 RBIs. And then the pitcher to watch, I went with a reliever. Ernie Valdez, a 117 ERA, 16 strikeouts in 7.2 innings pitched. On the other side for Kaiser, they are currently 7-3 and three on the season. They are hitting 345 as a team. Marco Rivera and Peter Crescido are the two hitters to watch in, uh, for Kaiser University in their lineup. They usually go 3-4. Taylor Blatch is a guy to watch for Kaiser University on the mound. He'll likely start game one with a 2-2-5 ERA, 3-1 record, 20 innings pitched, 20 strikeouts. But out of the pen also for Kaiser, a guy that's made a huge turnaround is Chris Graffio. Zero ERA, seven innings pitch, one save on the season. This is a guy that was in the back end of the bullpen last season for Kaiser. This season, he's a guy to expect in a clutch situation. This is a huge series. You know, we talked about where we didn't think perfect game got it right earlier. Well, I think they got it right with this South De- or this St. Thomas team being ranked so high. NAIA has them at 21, and that's just way too low. They're a really, really, really good team this year. And I'm looking forward to this series. The Sun Conference is a grind. It's important to get off to a really good start. These are two of the top 15 teams in the country, if you look it down, really. And uh, I'm seeing, looking forward to the outcome. Yeah, I'm excited for this one also. It'll be down in West Palm. I'll be there on Saturday to, to catch that. I'm really looking forward to talking uh, with St. Thomas coaching staff and then as well to Kaiser University and some of their players. So it's going to be a, a great series, I think. But one to keep an eye on the big one this week, Faulkner, Georgia Gwinnett, Clark, all tangled this weekend, all of them at Georgia Gwinnett in the friendly confines there. Faulkner is 12-0, and Reed Long and Austin Paschke, both with three home runs each on the season. Georgia Gwinnett, 12-1, and just an absolute plethora of comebacks on the year, and Clark coming off getting swept by Madonna, they can turn it all around with a couple of big games this weekend. Yeah, this is why Clark scheduled these games. They know that if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. They're going to go in. They're playing two against Georgia Gwinnett, two against Faulkner. They're coming down south. It's a big opportunity for them. Faulkner right now is red hot. They're undefeated. They're probably coming in as the favorite in this little tangle. And Georgia Gwinnett, they defeated Tennessee Wesleyan tonight. They're 12-1. and They have a lot of ranked wins. But this is a really good test. For them to play Clark and Faulkner in the same weekend, their competition level is stepping up. I'm definitely excited for the, to see the scores of that one out in Georgia Gwinnett, out in Lawrenceville, Georgia. It'll definitely be a great series. I think our four series or five series that we have this week are going to all be fantastic as our big series of the week. Once again, those are Missouri Baptist at Lyon, Campbellsville at Tennessee Wesleyan, McPherson at Oklahoma Wesleyan and then St. Thomas at Kaiser, and of course, like we just talked about, Faulkner, Georgia Gwinnett, and Clark all tangling with each other in Lawrenceville, Georgia. Outside of that, we continue in the NAI to struggle with weather. Nobody's built a dome yet, so can't really play indoors. It's definitely been a hassle. Yeah, it's, it's getting pretty ridiculous for me to deal with, but it is what it is. Everyone, you know, it's no one's fault. Weather's bad across the country, and they're having to, like, find games with new opponents. You cancel with them on Tuesday. You play someone else on Thursday, and it's just really difficult to keep up with, but we're doing our best here. And there's some really good matchups that are not affected by weather this weekend. 
Columbia at Freed Hardman. That's a really good conference matchup they're starting the season. The Masters at Vanguard, that's a conference matchup. It's starting to mean a little more now. We're starting to get into conference play. I'm really looking forward to seeing how these series play out. Definitely excited for that. I definitely think other series around the nation, Tabor at Bethany. That's a Bethany team that's 6-3 and three right now under Jeremy Kennedy. They've got a chance to prove themselves against Tabor, but at the same time, Tabor struggling right now. They've got a chance to turn it around, and if they can come away with a quality series there, either side really helps them going forward, as well as Bellevue and Central Methodist. Central Methodist, a team that I want to watch this season. I think Bellevue, though, at the same time, could get a couple more quality wins. They've had one really quality win against OCU. They took the series against Tabor. Now a chance to do something special against Central Methodist. But all season long, we're going to talk about adversity, teams overcoming adversity. Thomas did that after being swept by Florida Memorial, who has sitting right now at the top of the Sun Conference standings, has not done that in past seasons. So Florida Memorial dealing with their own adversity and being in a new place. Thomas getting swept by Flomo. Daniel Williams comes out, throws a great game against Kaiser. They dealt with adversity. They're going to have a lot of it this weekend also against Adrian Dinkle and Southeastern. There's going to be so many great series across the nation that are not hindered by weather, and I'm really excited to get this weekend going. Yeah, Shreveport's going to Bryan. That's a really good non-conference matchup. Looking forward to that one. Jamestown, up north out of North Dakota. They're receiving votes nationally. I'm looking to see them open up their season, see how they look this year. It'll be absolutely fantastic. That'll do it for us here on the fourth episode, fourth installment of the NAI Ball podcast. As always, get all your information, scores, and news from around the country from my man Cody at NAI Ball. You can follow myself. We'll talk a little NAI baseball at RobG1063. Don't forget to subscribe, download, rate, all that good stuff. The NAI Ball podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud, and until next time, we look forward to talking with you. This has been the NAI Ball Podcast.